When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If this is your first time joining us, I say this all the time. Please hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell so you know when we post new videos. Um, I am so happy about the guest this week. It's Mark Rubier, who's one of the most dope, talented musicians, comedians, comedic entities, personalities, nudist, freeform dancer. He's brilliant, beautiful, dope, and cool as shit. I was happy to have him on via uh, Skype from New York. Um, and we had a, a great little interview. It was incredible. I hope we can link up together. We even spoke a little bit about maybe performing together in the future. Hope so. Right now, the tour dates are being rescheduled. Everything is on hold and shifting. You can go to andrewsantino.com to find out all those tour date information. We are going to be releasing tickets for Boston. I'm going to be playing Boston October 17th, my birthday weekend, um, at the Wilbur Theater in Boston. Tickets go on sale next week. Um, you can check on Ticketmaster.com or andrewsantino.com is probably the primary place. Don't buy tickets from uh, a random website uh, because people get ripped off all the time. So go to andrewsantino.com for all that. You can also go to our Patreon, which we're promoting now big time. I'm doing Cheeto Chats uh, once every other week where I just kind of do a solo episode. Um, we also do live Q&A on YouTube every other week. Uh, you can check out all the different tiers, but patreon.com is where all that solo shit's gonna be. And uh, also on there is our merch andrewsantino.com has all the merch. We got shirts, we got hats, we got sweaters, all that good stuff created by an incredible crew of artists um, that we're very happy to uh, put out there for you. I know it's tough times, but if you want some merch, it's there at andrewsantino.com. I am done rambling. Let's just start this thing already, dude. I wear my sunglasses on pods. Look, dude, I'm a big proponent of wearing sunglasses, of course, because I live in Southern California, so you kind of need them almost every day of your life. These are incredible. These are called Shady Rays. Uh, Shady Rays are are high quality, um, and they're less expensive than all these fancy brands out there that are ripping you off to just lose or break sunglasses. It's the, it's the best warranty in the business, by the way. Um, they have replacements for lost or broken, lifetime craftsmanship warranty, plus 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every single order. So you buy one of these and you're helping out people. They're extremely well-priced. They're very durable. Um, I throw them around, to be honest with you. I like to throw sunglasses around in my house and in my car when I'm on the move. So I love how durable they are because they can take a hit and keep on running their polarized so everything looks a little bit prettier when you're on some or some glick, 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 glick. They are dope. Honestly, uh, Shady Rays are, are great sunglasses. If anything breaks or for any reason, no matter what happens, drop in the ocean, whatever, they'll replace them. Uh, and it's, it's, it's just at, at their, at their pocket In their pocket, they'll, they'll take out their money and give it right back to you and they'll replace your sunglasses. Um, the product is incredible and it's much, much cheaper than what you're paying for these high end expensive sunglasses that you end up losing, scratching, breaking, or getting stolen. I can't recommend them enough. And uh, our listeners, because I've teamed up with these cats, they're giving the best deal that they can right now. Um, it's like Black Friday type of stuff to get in and steal it. Uh, use the code WHISKEY for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That's incredible. You get half off two or more pairs when you use the promo code WHISKEY at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. 
uh, or you can get two pairs of shades for only $48 right now because of this code. One, one, one time, first time user, you can't keep using it, but redeem the code right now at shadyrays.com. You can find all their newest and best shades. Use that promo code whiskey. Get half off and stock up on some shades, my friends. Summers are coming. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. It's Mark Rubier. Yeah. Hey, what up, Andrew? Hey. How you doing, baby? Cheers. Cheers to you. You're drinking a beer. I I'm am. drinking a whiskey. I'm having Cheers. a little, uh, what am I having? A, a true love Mexican style lager. Ooh, true love. Chin chin. Where'd you get that from? Uh, I get it from, I actually just ordered yesterday this service called Tap Room, and they'll just deliver you like, 18 random beers that they like to your door, wow. cold, ready to drink. It's a, it's a dream it come true. Yeah, it's an app. Oh, that's awesome. Tap room. All right, I'm going to ch- have to check it. But is it only beer? That's or this do they week's do, sponsor, they do by other the way. Booze? I'm just throwing you that. Tap room. <laughs> this, is, this show is brought to you by Tap Room. Drink it up. <laughs> Are you a child? Uh, for, it doesn't matter. You have yeah. access to the internet? Order. <laughs> Yeah, they don't. They don't check your IDs. I noticed that when I get booze delivered, they never check IDs. Nothing. They don't care at all. I didn't even make contact no. with the dude. I pressed yes, I'm 21 on the website. They drop it off in the elevator. I could I could be 12. Yeah, that's great though. It's beautiful. That's, see, that's I, I, dude. I was I was I was talking to somebody about that the other day. How I went and ordered um, Thai food, and the Thai food place because of what's going on was like. You know, we're giving away huge discounts on booze because no one's coming in and drinking alcohol. And yeah. they were like, we're, we're allowed to sell booze um, to go, but we're doing it at discounted rates. And it has to be, ne- you know, it has to be like the full bottle of sake. Oh. So I was like, all right, uh, you know, what's she, she was like, it's 35, 35 to 45% off. I was like, shit, Jesus. give me two bottles. I'll take it. But of course, the kid that brought it out to me was like 16. It was like the son, you know? <laughs> It's like always at a Thai restaurant. It's like the the, the grandpa, the mom, the, entire the dad, the kid. family. Yeah, the entire family, a neighbor, you know, the kid's best friend. <laughs> yeah. And he, this like sixteen year old kid, brought it out to me, and he just handed it to me, and he's like, "Okay, thanks," and he ran away. And I was like, "They're just, they anybody could have taken this, yeah. like literally, not not only like not only could it not have been my order, but it also could have been just somebody could have stolen booze, right? And a young, if I was in high school right now during the pandemic, I'd be ordering so much alcohol yeah. to the dude, house. Oh my god, they have it so much, so good now, dude. It's so so well, like when we were kids. Like, how old are you now? How old I'm you? 31 now. Yeah, when like we still had. Did you play Hey Mister when you were a kid? No, what was that? Do you, do you know what that is? No. Hey, it's a, there's a different bunch of different names for it. Hey, Mister is when you go outside a liquor store, or a Seven Eleven, or a grocery store, and you and you ask a guy. Oh yeah, to go in, in and his, yeah, help you yeah. out. He's like in in his forties, sometimes fifties, and he looks divorced, and he looks like he's had it. You know what I mean? Like he's he's been through a lot of shit. And you're and a, hey, Mister is hey, Mister. Would you mind buying me my friends a case of beer? Because it was funny when you couldn't ask for alcohol as a kid. Because that's a little too yeah, right. It's too rough. You have to be more yeah. specific. But a case, yeah, a case of beer is like I can. It's okay to buy a kid a case of beer. It'd be hard to buy if, for me too. Like I wouldn't buy a kid a bottle of uh, of booze 
I'd be like, mm, I don't know, kid. Yeah. But I'd give him, I'd, I'd buy a kid a case Probably of beer. Probably some I'd beer. Actually, I don't see that's it. And you know, that's the thing. You're right. You got to find the, and I, by the way, I didn't know that that's what the game was called, but I played it a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In Chicago, where I'm from, it was called Hey Mister. Oh, I don't know man. what it is. What, like, what did you guys say? What did you guys say when you were going to go do that? I, where I don't, there was no script. It was, uh, and, yeah. and like 99% of the time it didn't work because I've always, yeah. I've always <laughs> looked like seven years younger than I am. I don't know if that's catching up with me now, but, um, yeah, dude, it was, you just have to find the right person. You said like, exactly like you said, the right kind of miserable to where they're like totally up for buying small children alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can feel it when they get out of their Buick LeSabre, you can feel it radiating from their chest. <laughs> just they're like, I'll no. buy this kid booze. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. What do I care? <laughs> um, it. All right, let me jump backwards a little bit. Uh, so for people that don't know who you are, A, uh, you're a fool for not knowing, uh, and B, welcome to the wonderful world that is Mark Rubia. You are a musician, uh, uh, a dancer. Let me just fill in the blanks <laughs> dancer here. Dancer is even really, you that's might not generous. Say. Yeah, that a musician, dancer, a, um, I, I would say comedic personality. I go back and forth with this stuff. Being a stand-up, I get in arguments with people all the time over when people use the phrase comedian. Yeah. But I would argue you are a comedian because you make comedic content and you're also a musician. So I, I like, do you disagree? Do you not say you're a comedian? Well, that's very sweet. I don't know. Yeah, it's I, I don't really know how to package myself. I've had a lot of trouble with that because I get asked what 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 this is or what the label is. And it's it, it, it's I just maybe one man show, one man idiot. You know, one man. Yeah, one man idiot. Okay. One man piece of shit. I'm um, just one package. <laughs> can, can that be the name of your, of your album? Your next album is One Man Piece of Shit? <laughs> Guys, look out. I'm I dropping like this new mixtape on Dat Piff. It's called One Man Piece yeah. of Shit. <laughs> <laughs> dude i so do you do you put a lot of stuff out on dat piff by the way I do you ever put anything out I on there don't. i think like maybe a decade ago i put you know old shit i was working on out there but i don't even are they around anymore i think the app is still around i like it because you can find weird i still have it because you can find weird kind of this subterraneous strange i fall into little wormholes of music yeah. on dat piff sometimes yeah. <laughs> and that you can't find you can't find it anywhere else that's like, it's kind of like it doesn't exist does that as well because you know it's just like a public yes. marketplace no curation right. no but no, no, there's no one looking at what's being uploaded so it's just like anything goes it's great yeah it's beautiful well, that's it's that was the that was kind of the origination of what youtube uh 100%. tried to do yes. you know they, they tried to be this like kind of Algorithm-free, uh, hands-off, com- user-generated um, content a- a creator. But uh, unfortunately, as you know, I mean, you're you're in the YouTube space because all your all your shows, a lot of your live shows, you put up on YouTube as well as performances from your house. But I do. They've started to put their fingers all over everything, and it's is it like messing with you? Have you felt that at all? Um, I mean, I don't really mess too much with the like corporate structure of that place. It's really like. To me, it's 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 nothing more than a way for me to communicate with people that are watching and at like yeah. a, a distribution platform. You know, like it's it's a sure. place for me to upload my shit and like connect with the people watching it. But there's, uh, dude, you're right. It's like a fucking television station. It's a network. It is a network now. I mean, it is. There are it, huge it's a, yeah, branding it's, it's become... deals and multi million dollar partnerships, and it's it's fucking insane. Yeah, and I also, well, what I don't like is I think that they've started to become 
overtly regulatory and they can blame it on the robots, which that's my biggest problem is they're like, oh, we run this through an algorithm. It's not it's not us. And, and yeah. <laughs> things get pulled. Things get pulled because of the computer. And you're like, sure, you can blame it on that. But you I feel it more now that they've started to demonetize or they've started to shield or remove videos yeah. that they really don't look into. They just kind of either the either who you usually upload with or who you're who you're um, associated uh, acts are, so to speak, like view viewers also watch this and they kind of keep a close eye on this stuff. I know I sound very conspiracy, conspiracy theory. But no, like, no, I think you're I, I absolutely right. I've heard it from a lot of big creators on, on the website and, and people who have like direct contact with, you know, higher ups at YouTube and people in the, that yeah. it, that's absolutely true. They just, you know, it's a lot like I got a rude awakening on Twitch because I tried to do one of my streams there a little while back and my account got suspended like halfway through. So I took my clothes mm. off, which is something I do pretty much love every it. show. They're not down it. with nipples, but like their moderation team is so trigger happy that like they just, you know, it's like, and I think it's the same thing with YouTube. They just enforce their shit many times without thinking. And then they sort of, like you said, just blame it on the, on, on the algorithm, which is just, yeah, that's what yeah. it's, it's bullshit. I don't, well, I don't like it because I like YouTube. Like we use, we upload the show on YouTube and I like what they do Yeah, as far as, as far as like creating this great playlist and this great network that you can use, but they've been so, um, they removed a couple of videos of, of ours in the past oh, and really? for different reasons. Yeah. And it was like, uh, you know, it is what it is. But the, but it's just it just has started to feel more and more like the fucking the deep state is is watching you know like they're they're hawking over it's like I feel like I'm in that you know I, I'm in that entering that era where um, YouTube is going to slowly become Disney yeah, you know what right, I mean it's just right. going to be where, where you can't say anything at all unless they put you in a separate category and X-rated you know like you're going to become this. NC seventeen category <laughs> yeah, of YouTube. The no one watches and no it's like right. it's over there. Yeah. Well it's like when it's they funny, try to though, do to uh, talk about I mean, it's true, like it is something really sinister, but we're talking at the end of the day about like vlogs and fucking exercise videos. True. You know? Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. It's stupid. It's it's you get it, it's you and it's you getting naked is what it That's really it is. Really That's really it. It's to. like it's not that important at the end of the day. Well, so you get, so check this out for people, people need to watch your videos now and we'll put the links uh, so you can watch a lot of the stuff that Mark does, but you get naked, you get naked down to the undies, down to the skibbies, go down to your skibbies and you do it and you do it at live shows, but you never show, you never show genitalia. I don't ever pull, I don't ever pull the pee pee out. Yeah, I don't no. do the PP. I think that's just no. that's taking it a step too far. You know, that's Paul Rubens in a movie theater. That's like, that's not. <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't hey, go hey, there. hey! <laughs> don't tarnish Pee Wee Herman, dude. First I of mean, all, it was in a porno theater, wasn't it? No, you're, wasn't you're it in right. a porno theater. You're right. It yeah. was. It was in an can, adult how theater. Could, how, how, he, like, how could that be a thing that someone's like, he jerked off in an adult movie theater? Who goes and just watches a movie? Who would sit yeah. in a porno theater? <laughs> And just watch a porno. You're, of course, you're gonna jerk just off. Just get That's, some popcorn. He should have been more discreet. Just a, yeah, he should have been more yeah. discreet. Yeah, put his dick in the popcorn bucket and tug through there. No, just but it's appreciating just, they, the they, filmmaking they, and watching it stoically for ninety minutes. Could you imagine? Yeah, a, f- yeah. a film student at NYU goes to watch porno movies just to to, to take in color correction and sound yeah. and editing yeah. of a porno. I found it quite derivative, honestly, I have to say. <laughs> Just a fucking douchebag yeah. about porn. <laughs> I, got, 
It was it was it was a little bit reminiscent of Ass and Titties Four, and I know this is it's yeah. <laughs> that's the predecessor. I just think it, it could have been it could have been better. That's all I'm saying. Could have been tighter. Yeah, that's that's um, all I'm when, saying. When, that's all I'm saying. When you get when you get naked during the live shows, let me ask you this: Let's uh, are you a single man? I am you very a much you a are? single man. Yeah, I'm a single man. Does, does it, do you find that uh, that amplifies the because you put out this sexual vibe? Like, look. <laughs> I'm not a gay man, but I got to tell yeah. you, some of your videos, they get big red running, okay? I, it, get, yeah. it gets real sexy, <laughs> real hot, real fast. Y- you know, cause you, cause ne- neither am I. But you're in great shape. Yeah. You're oh, in great thanks, shape dude. and you get naked. I, you gotta, you have to up the, uh, that ups the sexual meter when you go to those shows. So afterwards, are you getting a lot of friendly people coming up to you to say hi? You know what I'm talking There's about. There's a... Th- there's a few friendly characters here and there coming to say hello, yeah. but yeah, dude, I yeah. mean, it was really initially, it didn't start that way at all. I mean, like it started in a, I mean, my shit has always been very absurd and crude, um, but it was more in that camp. And then as I started like touring, um, I would find myself like wearing hotel bathrobes on stage. And then that sort of morphed into this like burlesque thing where, it's just robes are like begging to be taken off. You know, it's like you pull one thing and then that's it. Like the whole thing just fucking falls off. So it, it just, it sort of followed from that, that the robe needed to come off. People started coming to shows in the robes. And then really now it's sort of this thing where like halfway through the show or at some point in the show, the robe comes off and I have, uh, I guess, I don't know, like relaxed into it. Um, and, and yeah, dude, it's, uh, I don't know why it's become so sexual, but it has. And yeah, I'm, it's, I, I enjoy, I enjoy doing that. I enjoy making the show feel that way. And people tend to enjoy it too. I guess I'm sure it makes some people uncomfortable, but, um, what, what, what the fuck are you doing at my show? <laughs> you know? Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. They knew what they it's, were getting it, into. They're, those I people that so. show up to shows. People that show up to shows and they're like, "Oh, I had no idea." It's like, did you not? How, did you not check me out before buying a ticket? Anything? Like, how the fuck did you not know? All? Yeah, how did you not yeah. know? <laughs> so that's so strange. It's like when somebody comes to a comedy show and they're like, "Oh, it was too much for me. It was just he was vulgar or he was crass or I didn't like his his angle of the way." He, it's like, what the fuck? You did you just show up to show up? Like you don't right. know what you're getting into? And anyway, people just, do to me, sometimes. You know, like friends of friends, they they. Yeah. They do just show up and they end up get their, you know, their minds being blown for better or for worse. Like, just like, what the fuck is this? Which is fine. I think it's for better. You know, that's that's OK. Yeah, I, th- I think Hopefully. it's I think it's always for better because if they, even if they don't even if they don't like your shit, at least they get exposed yeah. to something unique. You know what I mean? Something different than what they're used to, you know, because that's, that's true. You're you're different. You are. You know, and I'm not stepping out of bounds and I'm not you're you're so different than what most people are used to. You're very unique from what I know research wise. And I'm very ignorant to the music scene. I love music. Uh, I don't know how to <laughs> compose too. it or make any of it. But you use this beautiful yeah. <laughs> looping machine that you yes. make your own beats and hooks and loops through the through the machine. And and, and you use a keyboard and. Uh, probably just in, in, a, in a in a drum machine, right? And is that it, or do you use other stuff too? 
Yeah, there. That that's it. It's my laptop, which has all the, the the sounds I use, and I can just sort of pick and choose from drum kits that I've put together, and synth sounds, and bass samples, and keyboard sounds, and all of that. And mm-hmm. um, and then my looper, which is really my my best friend. It's just this fucking amazing, simple, pretty simple piece of equipment. And you know, there's drum pads to the left of the keyboard and that's it. So I play the drums on the drum pads. I play everything else on the keys and then I, you know, I, I sing stupid shit in, into the microphone and, and sort of layer that are all you, up in the looper. Are you a, um, are you a beauty school dropout? Did you go to music school and then drop out like so many, uh, so many musicians have done before? Did you do that? I, I wish I, I went to acting school actually, like my whole sort of Oh, nice. Career path, you know, in the beginning and middle of my, like my childhood and adolescence and everything was was acting, but I had also been playing piano since I was five. So, like, piano was always a big part of my life. Acting was a bigger part of my life. And then when I dropped right. out of acting school, I think after my freshman year, I just dropped out and and then started trying to learn how to make music. So that was like, I guess I was like maybe 17, but you know, music production shit and then spent the next like 10 years fumbling around on that shit and like, you know, learning the ins and outs and taking more private lessons for the piano, getting more into like jazz theory and then combining that with production, but nothing ever, you know, nothing ever hit. Uh, I, you know, was just working random jobs for like a decade plus and, you know, trying, trying to do the music thing on the side. Like all of us. Well, did you have, did you have a, do you or did you have that, that bug that you wanted to act? And is that still there? Or was that kind of a past tense thing? You're like, I don't want to do that shit anymore. It, it went away when I, when I dropped out because I just sort of like fell out of love with like theater culture, I guess. You know, everyone always trying mm-hmm. to, it's this thing of everyone is in character all the fucking time. I don't know if you get that in the, in like the stand up world or it like it's. Yeah. This you do <laughs> thing where which can be fun, like it's fun to hang around people who are like on and challenging each other and like you know riffing and all that. But when it's all the goddamn, t- it's fucking exhausting, dude. Oh it's yeah, just dude, fucking I hate it. exhausting. I, yeah. Like people can't be themselves. They're they, it's you don't feel like you're ever talking to a real human being. I don't know. I just got fucking tired of it. Um, no, yeah. So yeah, I, I dropped out of that. Yeah, you but just you moved now away from it's it. sort of come back. Yeah, like I I would love to sort of nudge my way back into the entertainment world in some degree. I'm like I'm 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 trying to work on that in some different capacities. But uh, yeah, dude, it was just the culture of it. It was just like the whole just the vibe of it that really turned me off. You know, and musicians I tend to find are like much more comfortable just in their own skin generally just fucking shooting the shit you know right do you now are you are you collaborating with other musicians uh most of the stuff i see that you put out is all you on your own from your apartment yeah. which is intimate and funny and sexy and very private which i think <laughs> is why it's so successful online because it's like we're getting a look into your real world and also it's extremely um unfiltered there is no it's not like let me set up this shot to make sure that this it's just like watching you. It's as if I watched you wake up, you jerked off, you ate a piece of toast, and then you started playing music, and I got to watch it. That's what, <laughs> that's what it feels like. Dude, that that is very often exactly what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like, like I just saw you go through your day. It's just like I see yeah. you w- wake up, 
I, I, I see you wipe off the cum and I see you hit the fucking keys and just start wailing. That's what it feels That's like. That's pretty I'm much watching. it, dude. The cum is in the garbage and I'm just trying to make some stupid <laughs> shit. That's. <laughs> It's like I think we got and we got your second album is called The Cum is in the Garbage. The, the first one is One Man Piece of Shit. And the second one is The Cum is in the Garbage. I mean, these will do very well. You know, the algorithm is going to love those. Yeah, they're going to crush. Yeah. Well, let me let me ask this. You you're um you you are you said it in in you said crass or uh, you know, you're what you put out is what I think is fucking brilliant is it's just raw and fun and you don't really edit what you're going to say. And when you get into a groove, like when you're when you're in that, was it in Austin, Texas, when you were in that one bar? Um, that oh, video that restaurant. I've seen a few times. Restaurant. Oh yeah, man, I used is. to yeah. play there all the time in Dallas. That's where I originally. Dallas. Yeah, sorry. that's where I yeah. started playing, and um, I, I had like three residencies at three different restaurants and bars, and that was one of them. And and they would let me film and live stream from there, and they would have me play to like their lunch crowd, which was so funny, <laughs> amazing, so funny, amazing, it was amazing. Watching someone eat like a, a turkey sandwich and hear you in the background being like, sucking on your titties, sucking yeah. on your titties. It was just so, <laughs> it's so great that it resonates because you're, because you're very rough. So do you, um, in that regard, do you catch a lot of shit sometimes when you would go to places like that? Would people get mad and tell staff they're like, I don't, I'm not comfortable with this and I, I don't yes. like what he's saying and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Good. Not, not as often <laughs> as you might think, but yeah, good. Great. Yeah. They, yeah. Fuck not. It. Not that often, um, because like most people that went to these places were pretty, pretty cool. And then like after the first few months, you know, like people sort of caught on that I was playing at these places every week. So then it became then like the audience started growing. But for those first few months, it was really this beautiful uh, friction, this beautiful like conflict that I fed off of and really would love to capture again in some way, which is people seeing me who have no clue, who don't necessarily want to see me, who aren't there to right. see me. I There's something really lovely there. Um, and I'm, 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 I'm trying to capture it somehow again. I'm, I'm thinking of a few ways to do that and working on a few ideas for, for that. But yeah, it was... It was just that, dude, just like playing in the middle of the goddamn afternoon for like families. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> you can't write that shit. Have you ever shit, had, you know? uh, no, dude, have you, and I know what you mean by recreating those moments in life. Comedy is kind of the same way, except with yours, music has this ability that even when people are in a bad mood or they don't want something or they're like, what the fuck is going on? If it's good, and you're quite fucking good, Thanks. it can just change their mood. Like, it can shift them from going, I didn't really expect this or want this, but this is kind of making my day. Yeah. Versus <laughs> when we when we start and we have to do stand-up, and we're doing it at a bar yeah. at, you know, 6.30, these people don't want to see you. They don't want to hear you tell fucking jokes. You're usually <laughs> new, so you're bad. <laughs> and, and like, the, 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 that what happens to that transference of being annoyed to being happy to hear music, it never happens in comedy. It's always like, really? why is this fucking asshole? Oh, never, dude, never. Wow. They hate it. They hate, I mean, because well, music does, I, I can, I'm a, I am a massive, massive music fan. It's like, it's in every part of my life. It's the moment I wake up, it's playing in my house till, till when we go to bed. Yeah. And it's always been such an integral part of my life. I'm obsessed with finding new shit. And... My, there's so many moments in my life that are defined by I stumbled into this place and I saw this band or I heard this thing and yeah, man. it made the it made some of my most memorable moments. So what you're trying to capture 
I I understand is those kind of accidental, free, risky, weird, uh, uncomfortable moments that kind of can grow into something beautiful versus when you play a theater of of sold out to fans, they're there to see you. It's kind of like they know what's coming, so to speak. Right. And it's beautiful, but you don't get that um, as much improv as you do when you're on stage. You just don't get that moment of holy shit, this is out of nowhere type of stuff because the danger level gets lower as you get more popular. It totally, you know? totally. It's very different. I mean, it's two totally different things. Yeah, I think, like, I do love the feeling of playing to a fucking packed venue, you know, that that's, it's, but, but like you say, it's completely distinct. It's like, it's just a totally different thing. Everyone is there because they know that they're there to see you. They're there to support yeah. you. They're excited and all. And that energy yeah, is awesome. completely different from like, what the fuck are you doing here? You know, like that's, yeah, it's a totally, and it, it, it affects the performance. It changes the nature of the performance. It changes the, the ideas that you think of, because when you're trying to convince someone to like you, it's different than playing to a crowd you already know is, you right. know, it, it enthusiastic. So yeah, dude, I don't know. And, and from a performance standpoint, you're absolutely right. It's like wildly different, but I do, I do love them both very much, but I, I, I miss the other shit. I definitely miss the other totally. shit. Totally. Yeah. That's the, uh, the the bane of an artist is you always want to grow. You want an audience to come along with you on this ride. Yeah. You want to get a fan base that supports you, that you can kind of feel this. It's That's what we dream of. Right. And sometimes you look back and you're like, but I also like it when... You know, when somebody was offended by me and walked out, like it's like, so. You know those, what, dude? You're, great. you're making me think about because, like, I. But the thing is, it's we 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 appreciate that so much in retrospect, like more yes. than we did when it was happening. But I think part of that of is course. because now there's like a certain comfort level in knowing that okay, that. There is an established fan base of some sort. There are people that are willing to support me. I can make a living doing this. And so when you look back, it's like, oh, man, that was really fucking special. But yeah, I, I wish I could go back to that knowing what I know now, you know, because that would make yeah, me course, appreciate it so much more. Back then, I'm fucking nervous. I'm scared as shit. I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep doing this. It sucks. Right. And you're like just right. trying to right. get out of it. <laughs> right. But um. But yeah. yeah, dude, fucking, you know, uh, hindsight, 2020, all that shit. Exactly. Well, do you, do you ever have, uh, stories from those old days when you were doing shows? Did you ever get, would you ever take off your clothes or get naked or close to naked? Did someone else reciprocate? Do you ever have a guy or a girl in the crowd get naked with you? Uh, <laughs> that's happened more recently. Um, like uh, back when I was doing the restaurant and bar shows, I, I wasn't getting naked yet. That wasn't like a part of the show. Um, okay. Okay. But I would do, you know, there was still, everything has always been improvised from from the beginning to the end and so I would count a lot on like the people in the room to give me material and like someone came up to me at at one of the restaurants and asked me to do something hard he was like I want you to do something hardcore so I went into this like sometimes I'll do these two character pieces where like you know, like I'll pitch my voice up for one character and pitch it down for the other and have a conversation. Yeah. And it was like two parents and they're <laughs> they're like kid drowned and then they sacrifice the child to satan and all this shit <laughs> and you can see because i filmed this show but this family is like 
is like watching this happen and cl- just really not about it and gets up yeah. and leaves in the middle of this thing and they're just like shaking their head. <laughs> um, but clothes coming off happens. It, it, it definitely happens now when I played the show in Bordeaux, like on this fucking boat, the bottom of this boat. And, uh, and it was a cool venue, but like, um, yeah, towards the end of the show, this, this chick just came up and, and got com- completely naked and just fucking dead. The security is trying to grab her, but it's like, people you're, you're are like, no, leave her, leave her. She's fine. She's fine. Let, let, let her be. She's let her fine. Be. Let her be her own person. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun, dude. People are like, uh, I'm down with that. Do I invite people like, um, at the end of a lot of these shows, I'll, I'll sort of, depending on whether or not security is cool with it, I'll invite people to get up on stage. So we'll have like, you know, there's however many people the stage can hold, really. We've had like 100 to 150 people up on stage with me, just like wow. buckling the stage and getting the fuck down. And I just, man, I love that shit. I miss that shit. That's the best, man. Well, dude, me too. I know we miss touring. We I miss performing so much. We're we're going to get back there because people do want to get back on the stage and get naked and rub their... Uh, their sweaty bodies they against do, one another. Man, they do, man. How yes, are you taking do. that? I mean, how are you like taking not being you on know, the road? I think, I think you know, a lot of comics have probably, we've all talked about it ad nauseum of like, yeah. we're all tired, we all want to go. But, you know, to be honest, my perspective has shifted the past uh, week um, of like, maybe this is a good thing and it's going to help me recalibrate and I was mad that my tour got canceled and we had to reschedule, but you know, maybe this is maybe I just need to take it in stride as look, I'm I'm healthy. We're we're making it through this thing. And then hopefully on the other side, I'll come out stronger because I'm working on writing a bunch of shit in the meantime. Yeah. It's going to be hard because I, I don't have time to test it out. You know, that's what's fucked up. It's like, you know, usually we get to go to what we call the gym or the comedy club at night and, and work out and work out and work out. And then when we go and put it out there, it's more polished. But um, mm. I think that's going to be to me, that's going to be. That that thing that we talked about was going back to the days when the material was much more uncertain and the crowds, you know, were also uncertain because back then they didn't know you. But now that they know you, but I'm trying out more new shit because of this gap time. Yeah, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be sexy again. It's gonna be a little bit. The water's gonna be way more oh, rough. For it's not gonna sure. be as smooth, dude. You know that's interesting. But I'm that excited you say that, that though because like the the I didn't think about that, but you're absolutely right that like a crucial part of stand up is is like. I didn't I've never heard that before going to the gym. I love that. But that's a crucial yeah. part of it is like testing oh, your dude, shit yeah. out and getting your set like down and polished and sharpened and and you just like you cannot do that right now. No, we're no, it, and it's fine to be bridled like it just I think I think like anything like any kind of performance art or whatever, some of the best stuff is going to grow out of some of the biggest restrictions that's mm. that tends to be the history of our business anyway is like true. when you couldn't when you couldn't do shit great shit came about from it anyway so yeah. my hope is people are going to come out stronger shitty people who aren't good are going to get washed away cuz they're not working so right. you know there's something good about you know this is really um a testament to uh you know, fucking strong will survive in terms of who's who's really working on their shit. And yes. when it comes time and comes back, let's see what you deliver, you know? Dude, I, yeah, I agree 100%. Like, that's that's the mindset that I've been trying to adopt to is like, the, this is an, it's, it's an opportunity to become like wildly more creative than yeah. we were because now we are 
forced to. Like there's no option but to try and find ways to keep the business viable and successful and continue to find ways to like reach your audience and and do things that are, but but we're so constricted we don't have access to like half or over half of our business or whatever the fuck it is. So right. I don't know, man. I've been yeah, I've been busting my fucking ass. Like yeah, probably more than I was before. And uh but that's I think that's such a good thing. That that I think that's going to make that's going to make some great shit on the other side. Like have have you um have you gotten to a point because now you're quite you know, look, you're very successful in terms of your your growth online is incredible. Like, you have uh, like you know what seven hundred thousand followers on YouTube that watch your videos. It's like, and you have millions and millions of people that watch your shit. Have you That's gotten absurd. to this point now where <laughs> where it's well, it's deserved, dude. It's great. Have you have you gotten to this point where corporate um, people have asked you to do like corporate parties and shit like that? Have you <laughs> yeah. done those? Yeah, I've got. I mean, I'm I'm looking at a bunch of. You know, there's like a whole bunch of things that me and my my team are looking at, but it's like a bunch of brand partnerships and yeah, mm-hmm. corporate opportunities. But there's a lot of them that are just not that I would never do in a million fucking years because it's like it it they 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 want to cripple you, you know, from doing what it is you usually do. And like, of course, even if the money's there, it's not you. you I, I have no interest in doing some like PG shit. Um, yeah. For a brand that like wants me not to say shit. And like, that's just not, it's not what I do. It's not what I've ever done. Why would I do exactly. that now? So it's, I, right. yeah, I, I am, I am getting those kinds of offers, but it's, I'm also getting offers where people just want, you know, they just want me to do my thing. Cool brands that are down, yeah. that understand that like, the way to partner with someone is to just like you just attach yourself to what they're already doing and like yeah that's then you're cool then you're a cool brand or you're right. a cool you know so um yeah i'm i'm working on shit like that but it's weird navigating that landscape because i've never done stuff like that before i've never done any sort of like corporate partnering have shit. You ever, so you've never have you have you ever played a corporate live show like you've ever done a show for a not for yet just for a corporate no, no. Okay. i well, hear they're amazing though yeah yeah they're incredible <laughs> yeah they'll make you feel really good about yourself it's fucking the whole the whole time that you're up there performing for some evil company like monsanto you're just circling your head like am i the worst person on fucking did Earth? you do like, a little monsanto not, like, set no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, it started. My first joke was fuck the earth. I was like, fuck the earth. And everybody lost it. And yeah. Everyone cheated. No, yeah. I, uh, yeah. In here, we pour whiskey, whiskey. Did you know that two out of three men are going to experience some balding by the time they're 35? My hair's been thinning since I was a ute. It's hard for me. I come from that long line of Irish, Italian, thin haired, big downstairs blood. You know, it's a bloodline, it's a thing. Uh, Keeps is the are the people that are trying to help help you figure that out. Keeps is incredible. It's a great product you can get from the comfort of your own home. They offer these uh, generic versions that are FDA approved, uh, that are less expensive than all that stuff that you're going to get in the store. You you get online, uh, you talk to a doctor on the internet. You don't have to go in and get in a waiting room and do all that stuff that people hate to do. Um, and it's important that you take care of it now while you're still young. Okay, getting this stuff is important to do before you lose all your hair because if you're completely bald, it ain't going to work. It's not going to help. 
but Keeps is great stuff. FDA approved, licensed physicians who talk to you about what you need to fix your situation because most men are going to lose the hair on your head. Look, God didn't make us that way. He put hair on our butt and on our legs and on your, and on your nuts, but uh, the hair on your head is not guaranteed to stay there. Um, Keeps is incredible. Uh, it's It's been helping me keep the hair on my head and I'm, I'm proud of it. And uh, it's one of those things that as we get older, we just want to keep a little bit of youth flowing through our veins. But Keeps is the company that can deliver stuff right to your door. You don't have to go anywhere to get it, especially during the pandy. It's uh, much easier to just sit at home and uh, collect the prescriptions that you need that are safe and approved and legit to get it done at significantly cheaper than what you're going to pay when you go into some high-end doctor's office and you're paying all sorts of fees and then you got to get a parking ticket and do you validate we don't validate oh my god we'll just go home and get on the internet and go to keeps it's the easiest way to do it our our uh, our listeners are getting themselves an incredible deal if you're ready to try to prevent some hair loss go to keeps.com slash whiskey that's keeps k-e-e-p-s dot com slash whiskey uh and you're gonna get your first month of treatment completely for free it's a great deal, man. That's usually pretty expensive. When you go to a traditional way through the doctor, um, you're talking a couple hundred dollars out of your pocket just to go and get it and then get the medication. It's, it all adds up over time, and it gets expensive. This is a, the best way to do it. So uh, keep your hair. Go to keeps.com, K-E-E-P-S.com slash whiskey. Get your first month of treatment for free. Hey, hey, whiskey fans. If uh, you like to get your lips on some new and interesting sauce, you know, I, I'm a big fan of uh, putting my mouth to the glass and drinking up some of that beautiful caramel jazz. Uh, the product I want to talk about is Screwball Whiskey. Screwball Whiskey we've talked about before on here. Delicious, man. Gold medal winning, award winning whiskey. Delicious. Invented at uh, the Obi Noodle House in San Diego by a gentleman who fought through polio. So what have you done with your life? Uh, they made some incredible whiskey. It's in a classic of its own. Screwball Whiskey is stuff that you can take uh, a shot as it is. You can mix it and stuff. I told you I like to put it in ice cream late at night when I'm sitting fatting around on the couch and the old bag is in bed wondering what I'm doing. I'm watching uh, I'm watching HGTV and I'm drinking screwball whiskey on top of vanilla bean ice cream, okay? I'm a guy. Um, but screwball whiskey is delicious. It's an incredible peanut butter uh, peanut butter whiskey that's sweet, warm, warm down the gullet. Um, and it's, it's uh, incredible to drink, like I said, on its own or putting it with other stuff. Uh, Screwball is a company I support and I love. These guys are great. Uh, if you feel like you're a, the, the, the black sheep, these dudes got you covered. They're a little bit unorthodox. It's different. What they do is different. What they make is, is different. It's very unique and it tastes delicious. You like peanut butter like me and my dog Cubby do. Uh, put it with some whiskey. You got a killer combination. Um, they're a great company. They're donating hand sanitizer to the front lines, including hospitals, police, firefighters, first responders, because all these companies that are making alcohol have a lot of alcohol to give. And uh, anything over 70% is used as sanitizer, so they're donating um, to uh, a very good cause during a very tough time. They are the original Screwball, most awarded peanut butter whiskey, and it's available everywhere. So go get it, go to the liquor store, or order it online, whatever you need to do if you want to keep your social distance. Um, It's 70 proof Screwball peanut butter whiskey. It's the perfect shot, or it's the perfect addition to any of your favorite cocktail. Pick it up at your local store, store, get it delivered to your house, dude. Get it delivered to your front door. Ready to hashtag get screwed. Put that on the Twitters. Go to screwballwhiskey.com if you want more info about it. Enjoy it responsibly. Advertisement by Screwball Spirits, LLC, San Marcos, California. This is whiskey with natural flavors and caramel in color. 35% alcohol by volume, my friend. Drink it responsibly. Don't be a fool. Stay safe, okay? Back to the episode. I like tinters. No, I've never, I've, I've done a bunch of, comedians have to do corporate gigs, um, 
uh, at some point in your career because they do pay remarkably well and it's just a thing to do. Uh-huh. Um, I have shied away from doing them in in this latter part of my career because uh, because of that very thing. I, I don't, you know, whenever they say like, can you do a clean? And my agent's like, he, do, he does what he does. Right. And you either get, you either get that or you get nothing. It's just, there is no compromise. But when you're young and you need the money, yeah, man, I, I, I of course I would fucking go, I would do holiday parties, you know, and some guy, some rich schmuck would be like, I'll give you a, a bunch of money to come like roast me and my buddies and, and, you know, to, to do stand up. And you would inevitably do stand up and roast some of their friends and it would probably go okay, yeah. you know, and you'd kind of feel dirty, but you walk out with a check and you just go home and you're like, whatever. Right. What, you yeah, know, dude, that's totally, yeah. I, I used to do a lot of sort of one-off gigs like that as well that were for like birthday parties or whatever, you know, just show up and play and and yeah dude it's like it's a fucking job it's a job it's a job and now it's i mean we're very yeah. very lucky to be in this position where we can like edit our career a little more and you know like pick and choose and that's right uh, that's amazing I, I i never expected to be in that position ever but um but yeah dude totally anything and everything back in the day like anything i'll fucking do it yeah i'll do <laughs> there's it there's no shame there's no shame when you're in picking up a check, and I, I, I never, I never, uh, I never wag a finger at anybody who's just trying to pick up a check. Me neither. It, 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 a lot of people, that people don't understand. A lot of people don't get it that like, it's an extremely hard job, and it's a job at the end of the day. And a lot of times, you just need to fucking make rent or make bills or keep yeah. things moving, and it just helps, dude. I, I think people don't realize that when you when they work in a regular world, it's like you're guaranteed a check. You know, we're never guaranteed checks. So when you go do one of these corporate things, even though it's fucking painful you know like I, I did one um dude i did i did a christmas one like five or six years ago christmas and uh oh dude it was so bad it was a christmas it was their christmas dinner and it was about 35 40 employees and i am i'm ripping i'm having a great set yeah. i'm talking shit i'm making fun of the guy that booked me who inevitably there's always one guy that works at the company that's a massive comedy fan and he goes to the comedy store and, <laughs> and you, you know what I mean like he so he wants to be the introduction to the company of stand-up he's like you guys are gonna love this and that this is always how it goes so he brings me in and I start shitting on him and they're loving it you know because like everyone this guy is obviously already annoying to them right. so I'm shit shitting and shitting and shitting on him and uh you know then he's like uh, 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 uh talk shit about Dan you know I talk shit about some guy <laughs> named Dan and, it's fucking just, 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 just by appearance just alone, you just start ripping these people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then some guy, some obviously executive older dude, uh, really like a handsome looking, super tan skin with a young bimbo. And he's like, uh, why don't you say something about me? You know? And I'm like, nah, nah, you know, you, you probably own this fucking thing. And everyone's like, oh, he does, uh, you know? And, and and the guy's like, no, come on, come on. So of course I start laying into this guy because he wants it, and I'm already got, I've already got the check in my pocket. Yeah. So I'm just eating this guy alive about how sad it is that this woman is going to get you know his entire life force of work of money in about two to three months when he inevitably <laughs> dies, and uh, you know uh, just 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 diving into this the, the, you know what is so obvious, and his face was just like fuck you. Oh, I mean, dude, he was shit. so mad. But I kept going. I didn't stop. I was like, hey, dude, I'm already... You don't quit the marathon. You know what I mean? Like, You're on don't a give fucking up, roll, you... dude. 
Yeah, well, I already ran 24 of the miles. I'm going to finish. So <laughs> right. I just kept shitting on this guy and shitting on him. And when I when I le- when I I was done, done, which is I just walked off because people were like, oh, and it was uncomfortable. The guy who booked me came up to me and he's like, hey, man, uh, I, I, I don't think you should have done that to the boss. And I was like, yeah, man, I just, you know, like you, that, you guys, that's what you asked for this thing. It's going to be this thing. Right. And he was like, yeah, I just, I don't know if that was a good idea. I'm like, well, I don't have to stay here and you do. So later, <laughs> I just never saw the guy again. <laughs> just took his check. I fucked off into the night. Dude, just, there you is, know, that's what they get. Uh, totally. They're, they're, there is a weird thing though that I haven't thought thought about for a while because I haven't done I haven't done a gig like that in a while. It's like this this energy that you, you like for a small period of time you're part of the party. But as yes. soon as you like di- like on either side of your set, you're a fucking stranger. Like you you might totally. as well be a fucking waiter. Like it's it's it, right. it's it, like it's <laughs> you're a worker that's there to work. And then right. you get on stage or wherever they put you in the fucking corner somewhere and and you're the focal point and then you and then when it's over it's just you're anybody you know it's it's over. It's weird. Yeah, you're you're it's just weird. another guy in the room. Yeah. It is. So 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 when you start to uh when you grow exponentially, I hope you get to do uh the most uncomfortable version, which I've never been privy to, but I have comic friends that get paid obscene amounts of money to go to like a very private party of like uh, 10 very famous people like very high-end celebrities oh really and they get to go yes dude and that i don't ever want to do it but i hope you get to do it because again music can always kind of be this great barrier of of discomfort where you can just keep playing dude it's i like, would love to do that know. That would be yeah. so. Who, so wait, who well, would what, be your ultimate? Who who would be your ultimate dream to like to? Oh God! To play like a really private, weird party to. Who do you think would be there? Oh man, that's dude. That is a fucking tough question. I would like. I would like a spread of really unusual celebrities. You know that. Uh, yes. Like. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Like, I, jo- <laughs> like Joe Montana, <laughs> like very random. <laughs> All the Joes, Joe Pantoliano. Joe Pantoliano. Yeah, it's all the Joes. Joe, all the Italian Joes. It's just That's a Joe party, do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pesci, Montaigne. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Joe dude. Montana is there. Yeah. Wait, so what that is what are fun. those have you heard about what 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 are those part I mean, what what is that shit like? Well, it's, you know, usually what it is is if a, a a comic friend of mine, and it's not my liberty to say, but usually it's a comic friend who's who's extremely well established and uh they get invited to like a private party dinner party thing or whatever yeah. very illuminati shit yeah. of extremely high end uh usually hollywood celebrity you know actors actresses whatever right and they they want them to kind of casually perform at dinner like not like they want it's almost like they pay them to be there they don't have to get on stage with a microphone oh. but they pay for their they pay for their like comedic presence so to speak Holy it's very shit. rare yeah but it happens it's a thing that it's a it's a real kind of creepy dude that's <laughs> extremely creepy yes yes but i imagine the amount of money is is um astronomical to just be yeah. around that thing, you know, I would, I, I, I would imagine that I would, uh, no, I not imagine. I know I would fuck that. I would fuck that up because I would just, <laughs> I would say the most fucked up shit on purpose, trying to just get a rise out of somebody. They'd get mad. They'd throw me out, and they could smell that I'm not a part of their group. You know, it's almost like 
I say this all the time. Whenever I go to something really fancy, even though like I could afford to be there, yeah. I always feel dirty. I always feel uncomfortable. Like they know I don't belong there. You know, like <laughs> they can smell it on me. That's it's, so like fucking they can weird to it. me though that they would pay. It's not to play a set. It's like to be you yes. in performance yeah. mode in this group of really high end people. Well, it's because it's because most of the time. Uh, celebrities in Hollywood, they, when they ascend to this level of like super fame, they become so out of touch with um, normalcy because they don't live, they don't get to go to concerts, they don't get to, they they can't go to normal things anymore because they get so big. Right. It almost, it's almost like they're they're out of touch as is an understatement. They're 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 in a vacuum. Mark sneezed so hard that it that whatever what I was saying was so boring. It sneezed. It, it was like sneezed out the fucking bullshit. Anyway, let uh, moving away from the Illuminati lizard people yeah, celebrities yeah. and all that bullshit. Fucking getting getting away from how creepy that it's, that world is. So creepy. Um, so you so so let me ask you this: living living in New York. Yeah. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to mention any of the nonsense that's going on right now because I think again another thing we've talked to ad nauseum. Yeah, but, agreed. Um, when when you moved to, to to New York, did you start doing music from your apartment and putting up it on putting it up online as a necessity or as something that you knew you wanted to do? Was it kind of like, you know, this is a there was a was that a plan that you were like I want to make music in the house and put it out or was it like uh, where else you're not going to go to a studio and all that stuff? Yeah, this was just. Uh, yeah, I mean it it, it was. It was very much like I, I had already been putting out videos like that in my apartment alone for, uh, I guess, a year or two before that. Um, but my audience still at the time was very, very small. I mean, I I had established a, again, very small local following in Dallas. Um, but then I decided to like move to New York to try and bring it to a bigger market to like see if I could right. actually book a show here and all that kind of shit. Um, I had no connections. I had no idea of how that was going to work. I didn't know what kind of venue would hire me. I imagined I would just try and strong arm bars into hiring me again. And that's what I did for a couple months was just like, just walk around and bother people like bother bartenders for like owners, numbers and emails and shit. And, um, you know, booked a, a good handful of gigs in bars. Um, and then, at, and at the same time I was doing that, I was recording videos in my apartment as I had already been doing and putting that out on like all of my different channels and shit. And just nothing was really, I mean, I was getting paid, you know, like 150 bucks a gig to play, you know, just to play a bar from like seven to 9 PM, same shit. Um, but, definitely less reliable up here because there was no there was no residency going on i didn't you know i right. I, I didn't have the base that i had in dallas so 
it was I was getting really close to like calling it and just saying like fuck it um because I just I couldn't really see an end point and then a couple months in uh people started sharing around the videos that I had already put up uh on Facebook and I guess on YouTube as well and like but something happened there like in I guess it's like sept- August or September something of 2018 that it took me from like, you know, like 5,000 followers to like 100, 200, 300,000. And like, wow, it was that shift that then got me booking requests from people in other states and then other countries. And I had no fucking clue what to do do with that so then a booking agent approached me and I signed with a booking agency and then bah, 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 bah. Um, but w- if that hadn't happened I yeah I probably would have just I don't know dude I, I probably would have quit I probably would have quit yeah you know that was that's so funny how like when you're kind of back against the wall like the thing that that, that the catalyst was just it was uh, honestly it was just your library of work at some point it caught up to you which is a that's kind of amazing you know like it just it, it did what it was supposed to do yes exactly it did what it was supposed to do it did eventually yeah. it got there that's the thing is like I, th- that that's something that i that i say to like you know there's a bunch of people who are trying to like create stuff online and they 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 ask me about this kind of stuff and what i always say is just like you just make the shit just make yeah. the shit and never stop making the shit if it's good it'll get circulated somehow i don't know how that works somehow. i have no fucking idea how that works but yeah it's i think it's because there was already a large library of shit so when people started sharing stuff there was like there was like a little rabbit hole to go down you know where people right. could find out that you know like that there was this catalog this like back catalog that kept people interested you know if you only have like a few videos up i don't i don't know if that would have happened um right well i mean that i think that's that that's that's kind of the beauty is also now that people find you as you continue on you have so much shit that they can go back and go oh shit and look at this oh and look at this and look at this and look at this you know what i mean that's kind of the beauty of putting more stuff out it's also it's also hard because you want to make sure whatever you're putting out i imagine you seem to be very particular you want to make sure it's extremely representative of your abilities too you know like for sure just putting it out to put it out it's that's a hard balance and when people are like oh just when people are like put up your stand-up or just put up more music and you're like mm, i want to make sure it's shit that i want to put out at the same time of, absolutely you know i you know you want content but you want it to be quality you want you want, quality, it to be quality. You want some kind of balance oh yeah, yeah. for sure yeah. but but it's like at the beginning you know i have friends who are trying to do this who are like trying to get to to to, you know, be in entertainment and and do this thing. And it's like, at the beginning, it's like no one is what, no one gives a shit. No one is watching right. you. So it's yeah. the exercise of actually doing it that is more yeah. important even than the quality of it, I think. You know, like, it's, it, it, if you don't get yourself used to and in the habit of, like, producing shit and publishing it then you no one will ever see you it's i just find that a lot of people who have not who have not done that they're very much hung up on like well this isn't quite good enough or i don't know if like this is the direction i was i want to go in it's like dude no one gives a fuck about your direction no one cares because no one knows you so like just do the shit 
Just work the muscle. Yeah, just make the bullshit. Work the right. muscle. You know, like we said, go to the gym. Know. That's what it is. Like you just got to keep going to the gym over and over and over right. until, you know, until you're finally strong enough that when they come see you, they're like, "Wow!" And everyone's like, "It looks like it's just so easy." You know, I, it's like, yeah, what you do looks so fun and simple that I'm sure. You know, there's a million idiots that want to buy a looping machine because of you, and and that's a good thing. <laughs> to just, you know, it's nice to expand that your fucking, good, yeah. uh, you know, to, to expand your uh, your your talent and see if people that's something they're interested in. But it's funny to think that a lot of times people just go, "It looks so easy," but it, well, it's because there's so much work that's put into it to make it look easy. Is the is the word that they use? But it really just looks smooth and like fl- almost flawless and without any kind of you know without without any bumps so it, it's 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 all the work that you put in all this time that you've been doing it have your parents been gung-ho about it are they have they been supportive and been like this is great or did mom hear it and was like oh, i don't know about the titties and the wet pussy stuff Mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah mom was definitely not a fan of the wet pussy stuff and i think still is not um uh, but no? you know like <laughs> <laughs> She warmed up to it. She no. Mm-hmm. She uh, no. She is like a gentle, sweet, wonderful woman that is like, you know, very much not about that kind of humor, um, right. which is fine. It's just not her thing. But like, it 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 took a while to to win her over. You know, just by continuing to do it and then like getting paid for it and then all that shit. You know, has helped helped her understand right. that at least there was something something there. Um, and you know, now I've made a lot of stuff that's family friendly and whatever is like positive and shit. And she enjoys that stuff. And my, but my dad, you know, if, if you knew my dad, you, you, you would understand why I am this way, but he, he passed away a couple of years ago, but he, um, he like extremely French Parisian dude, filthy, vulgar, a flirt, a huge character, big energy. And like, he told me really until like, he started going downhill, kept pushing me. I mean, he built like his whole life from nothing and all that shit. And so he was like, you need to be the one on stage. You need to get out there. You need to be performing. You need to be the one singing with the microphone and all that. And like, you know, back when we were having those conversations, I didn't want to do, I just wanted to maybe like smoke bowls and like make beats and hang out with my friends and stuff. And he was like, you need, and you know, at the end of the day, he was absolutely right. But um, yeah, he 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 would have fucking loved this shit, and I'm I'm sad he doesn't get to see it. But um, but yeah, my mom and I are like super close now, and she is super supportive, and she just doesn't watch the wet pussy shit. You know, <laughs> just don't watch that shit, mom. Well, your dad, your your dad was yeah. your dad in the entertainment industry at all? Was he in a, was he involved in entertainment by any means or no? No, he was in fashion. He was in fashion. Um, and oh, nice. Yeah, he. But I mean, he was very much like that kind of character. I mean, you know, he he might as well have been in that industry. He was just like this. He was an extraordinary human being, you know, it was just this kind of person that commanded the energy of a room and was extraordinarily charming while also making people uncomfortable is striking that perfect balance and um, right and French as fuck. So he sort of got away with it, you know, it was like this French, this old school French charm that allowed him that that breathing right. room 
And, yeah, uh, those French, dude, they can they can get away with like, He could say to a woman, he could be like, oh, your titties look nice. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my. They're not offended. Oh, somehow. yeah, dude, they <laughs> love it. They fucking love it. Yeah, they it love it. So well, much. Well, so he moved, did he move from Paris to Texas? Yeah. It, was, that, was that? No, it wasn't to Texas. I mean, he, my mom met him when she was like on a trip with her girls in Paris, and then they met. Oh, wow. Came back to America to like South Carolina to get married, and then they had like a boutique in atlanta and then we we lived in new jersey and he worked in new york and dallas and back and forth and um so yeah we were all over the place but uh but yeah i mean you know he he was just extremely determined to a fault obsessive to a fault stubborn to a fault but all of those like values that sort of like Never, and I wasn't this kind of kid, but he would just hammer it into my, like, never stop. Bang down the doors until you get something. Yeah. Keep going and all this shit. And it's all this stuff that, like, now I've found that I have grown into and basically, like, turned into him. It's fucking weird, you know? That's awesome. Yeah, it's nice, dude. It's that's nice. that's fucking incredible. Did, did he have a mustache like you? Was he, he, was he a mustache? He tried man? a mustache, but it didn't really work on him. He was, he, he didn't. But he looked, oh, my God. I don't know if you want to, like, superimpose this, but I'll send you a picture of him. We look okay. identical. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, he's he's missed, but I'm just trying to do him justice out here, you know? I'm sure, I'm sure he, I'm sure, uh, you know, look, I don't know what people believe in and I know not to be cliche, but it's almost like, uh, I gotta know that he feels it somehow, even though he's gone, there's no way he's not like, fuck yeah, that's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> like I, you just gotta know that he's stoked to see you do this stuff, even though he's not here. There's just, I, I don't believe in, um. I don't believe in eternal nothingness. I'm not one of those guys. Mm. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I don't know what exists, dude. I don't know what. Yeah, it is, me neither. That's but, sort of where I'm at. Uh, yeah. I don't really know. I don't, but, but I have a hard time thinking that it goes to nothing. I have a hard time. Th- I just think that's a little. It's a little too um, nihilistic. Uh, mm. I just don't. I, I. I. I don't ever believe that everything means nothing. I think that's very silly. I think it, it, nihilism is such a. Um, to me, it's such like a moot fucking thing because you can't it's just as valid as it is invalid, right? Like when somebody says, I can't believe people believe in God or whatever. It's like, well, it's just the same as you not believing in anything at all. That's true. It's true. It's, 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 it's just on two different ends of, of a spectrum, right? You're just, I used to tell this joke a long time ago that, um, I never understood fully, fully believing in something or fully not. It's almost like if I asked three guy friends, how gay they are on a scale from zero to a hundred. Yeah. And if the first one says a um, hundred, uh, he goes, I, 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 am, "I am gay. I am nothing but gay. I'll never be anything but gay." <laughs> yeah. I, I would go, "Okay, that seems a little. It seems almost so perfectly associated that it's almost closed-minded. Like you, you just that's it." Ah. And then another guy says, "I'm zero uh, percent gay." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, no, not even an inch in a bone." But if a third guy says, I'm like 58% gay. I'd go, yeah, I, I have those moments. I've been to a gym. Like, I know exactly <laughs> right. what he's talking about. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that that that's how I feel about a lot of stuff. That, like, I'm always somewhere. I like to touch both bases. I can't believe in anything fully or not believe in anything at all it, it, across the board. I, I feel like this has given me perspective. Um, this pandemic has given me that even more so that perspective of, 
You can't just be one or the other. Mm. It, 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 that's that. There's so many variables to to all of this shit that it's hard for me to believe that you could be all in on anything. It's yeah, like, dude. How, I, you know? No, I agree. I think it's like it's very much a matter of perspective. Like I, I always go back to that because at the, you know, no matter how much individual people believe certain things how much they believe it how little they believe it whether they don't they throw it away or they hate it or they love it it's all like you always have to remember or at least i do i always try and remember that everyone is just processing this world and this life in a way that makes sense to them like right they, everyone is just doing things with their brain that 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 try to bring them happiness or reassurance or comfort or satisfaction. And however that manifests itself is not really for you to like dismantle or throw down or disprove. It's like, it's not about that. It's just about each person trying to find some sort of fucking comfort and happiness in this world. So whether that's, I don't believe in any of it. If that brings you comfort, fantastic. Believe in that shit. Right. If you want to sure. believe yeah, in the I... Holy Trinity and God and the Father and the Holy God, great, dude, great. Yeah. I, You know, it's like, we, I don't know why, we just, we take a lot of that shit, we tend to take a lot of that shit very personally when it's like the furthest thing from that. It's, right. it's about the person. It's just like about that right. person. You know? Yeah, everyone should walk around with a shirt that says, this has nothing to do with you. Yeah. That, I think that would justify all of it. That's a great piece this of has merch. Nothing, this has nothing to do with you. I mean, <laughs> and that, that extends to all levels of everything. And I'm not everything. just talking about religion. Re, religion is just like a little piece of what I was talking about before. I mean, any sort of beliefs that you have or your your your, spect- your, your, your perspective of life itself. Right. It's just... It has nothing to do with anybody else. It's all on it your bullshit. So figure it the fuck out. With yeah. you. And I, yeah, it has I nothing do, to do with you. Know, you know, that being said, I like I like picking things apart and talking about it, especially to people who don't feel the same way about things as I do. I totally. love that discourse and that friction and shit. But you have to it's all you you just you gotta keep that in mind because I feel like a lot of the shit that goes on in the world is a result of people not being able to understand that, you know, like totally a lot of the bad shit that happens in this world is a result of just a refusal to understand that people might have different points of view. Totally. Well, dude, it's, 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 you begin to learn. I mean, if there's anything, again, I don't love talking about it, but if there's anything the pandemic has definitely taught me, I, 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 I still read the Chicago Tribune every day because I miss Chicago and I just want to like know what's going on yeah. back home all the time. I'm every day I've never stopped. And <laughs> every awesome. day, even during the pandemic, you'll read some bullshit that you're like, people are still doing fucked up shit even during this time of like international crisis. Like it just, it reassures <laughs> me that like, People don't give a fuck. People just don't care. People don't care. They're going to do whatever they're going to fucking do. You they don't give yeah. a shit. Like there's still there's there was a uh, there was a story the other day about um a massive money laundering scheme in some of the local outlets of government in Chicago, which is that's nothing new, but it was like right. they they're finding that these people are still learning new ways to like 
because I don't know if you've heard about this. The New York Times did an article about it as well. There's so uh. much dirty money in New York right now that can't be pushed and laundered internationally. So it's it, oh. they're trying to find a way to circulate it through the economy in New York through underground circuits <laughs> because they can't. It's just so great. It's it's That's like it's amazing. like people, That's beautiful. <laughs> the the world is on fire. People are dying, but criminals are like, hey, we don't stop. We don't stop. Right. You understand me? We're still going to keep going. <laughs> they have the best work ethic of all. Criminals will work through fucking anything. It's incredible. It's, it's Oh, it hell just yeah, me, dude. It just, it just uh, reminds me that uh, people are going to do whatever the fuck they're going to do. If people do whatever they want to do, it doesn't matter. Like nobody, it, it's hard to, that's why I think it is what it is when I think about when other people, whatever you want to believe or do, it's like, dude, people are going to do it whether or not you fucking like it or care. So get over it. That's it's right. Like, get the fuck over it. What? Yes, it's fine. Yeah. It's just yeah. You're fu- fine. We are we are grains of sand on this fucking yeah. rock. Nothing we ever do here will ever have an impact beyond the next hundred thousand years, and this soul, this whole universe will continue to spin and operate. With or without us, just live right. your goddamn life and do things that bring you joy. Just do Fuck that. It, I do. I, I, that is, that is a fact. Just do it. Enjoy it. Have fun. And I hope in a hundred thousand years, when the the planet is decimated and they're they're searching down here for any remnants, they somehow find a clip of you singing at that bar in Houston <laughs> and the family walking out. I just want that to exist for whatever species is 100,000 years that, That's going to be the, the family getting up that's sent leaving. out to space. That's right. Yes, that's right. That is right. By the way, that's, that I is an incredible story. I hope you're wrong. For, I hope you're wrong. No, I hope I'm right. That's a good story for people that don't know. They they sent in the uh, 70s, they sent a golden they sent a golden album to space, right? Isn't that what it was? And it had it had music on yes. it, it had sounds, it had all sorts of stuff. And I, w- I would love to think uh, that's a vi- I would love to think somehow, some way, something would find it. But we know damn well it's, it's 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 fucking shattered somewhere in space. It doesn't exist anymore. I'm sure it I is. I wish something yeah, it would just find it. Ran yeah. into an asteroid and it's fucking gone. But it's the, I think it's right. like the principle of the thing that's so beautiful. Oh, it's, it's like awesome. Sending out just in case to the long dark infinite beyond you know this series of signals that represent who and what we are and like just in the i just love that dude i love that human effort it's a beautiful thing it it is very cool it is a it is a cool idea it's message in a bottle you know like when you're a kid in your mind you you throw you put a message bottle you throw the bottle as far as you can and in an hour and a half it's it's washed up on the beach 50 yards down down but in your mind (laughs) who cares it it got way out there it ended up miles and miles and miles away someone on a boat found it yeah you you hope you hope but you know it's I, i think it's the idea of putting shit out and just trying which is kind of uh that's all we're doing anyway, dude. That's we're just all we shit can out there do, trying. dude. Yeah, there's no guidebook. Yeah. There's no fucking corporate style guide. It's like, let me try this, and yeah. hopefully people like it, or hopefully someone wants to pay me to do that, and I don't know. <laughs> we're just farting our way through it, you know? Yeah, and when it's over, it's over, dude. I uh, I hope when all this thing is done, you'll be able to get back on, on the road and tour. People need to go see you. Um, Thanks, man. Likewise, I think you're. Uh, I think you're very talented. I hope when I come to New York, when all this is done, we can uh, sit down and drink one and enjoy our time together. Oh, because, let's definitely uh, do that. I'd love that. 
That would be very nice, dude. So I end the episodes um, with a very, very big thank you to you. And I want you to look into the camera when I walk off. Yeah. And you got to say one word or one phrase, one word or one phrase that encapsulates whatever you want to encapsulate right now by yourself when I walk off. So go ahead. Everything is okay. And nothing really matters all that much. Mwah. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. You were that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers.